Welcome to the Torpedo, where we tell you whether a game is a hit or miss. Get ready to lock on to today's game. Here are your hosts. Hello Voyagers! Welcome to the Torpedo, a very short and brief review series that me and Andrew are starting to do, where, really simply put, we tell you whether we think a game is a hit or a miss. As always, I'm your host, Josh. With me is my number one co-host and now reviewer, Andrew. And uh, this week we're going to take on Votes for Women, which ironically is two guys talking about women's ability to vote, which I guess is kind of historically what it was. So maybe it's accurate. And don't hate us for just, you know, re-living history for you guys. It's, It's not... So what we're here to do, but yeah, we got a chance to play this one at Origins. Actually, it's one of the very few games we actually got to play together, mm-hmm. sit down, actually like, play through and learn. And we were both—I'm not going to jump to anything, but we both had thoughts on it, and we wanted to share them with you today. So to give you guys a brief rundown on how these reviews work, we're going to talk about a couple things. Firstly, we're going to talk about the production of the game. Do we think that what you are playing actually fits the amount of quality? that can't comes with it. Do the components feel good? Does mm-hmm. it, you know, look good on a table briefly about that. Then we're going to jump into mechanics. How does the game play? How does it, does it feel good to play the game? And then we're going to talk about theme. Is the theme integrated or is it like a themeless blob? And before any of that, we'll teach you how to play it. So we're going to jump right into this one. Cause we want this to be very short. Andrew, can you tell us a little bit how we play votes for women? Yeah. So it's a back and forth tug and war a la kind of Watergate or something like that. Um, one side plays women trying to vote and the other one plays the man keeping them down. Um, essentially that was you, Josh, and I get to be the women. And, um, I'm sorry to say that I let the women down on this one. I did not do enough to overcome the man. Uh, but this game is essentially you playing cards. So it's a little bit of uh, pre-constructed deck, uh, choosing cards that you draw and trying to maximize what you can do with those cards. Each of these cards has multiple options. Um, and you basically are trying to send out your pundits to uh, grandstand in multiple locations and trying to drum up votes and try to get uh, Congress on board to try to pass legislature. Uh, it's really a difficult game. So the less experienced player should probably play the man the first time. All that doesn't feel so great. Um, but you're, you're playing cards that are historical references, historical moments, historical people. Um, and it's a interesting way to, to really showcase what history really did. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think anytime you can bring history to life, I th- I'm a big fan of that, whether it be on the screen or in a game. Uh, I think that's really a, a very cool way to, be a part of seeing what history really was about. Sweet. Yeah, no, this, this is a really interesting, it's basically a hand management area control game mm-hmm. that you have cards and you can do, you play a card on each turn. And with that card, you can do several different actions. The action on the card, you can add cubes to the board. Cause it's really fun about this. We'll go into, produ- we'll go into production right now, straight into this. The production of the game is very simple, but I think it gets the point across. Mm-hmm. It's just a map of the United States. You have a bunch of cubes of different colors that represent either the suffragists, you know, the people trying to get women to vote, 
or the oppressors, which is, you know, a bunch of, I forgot the color of the cube, but different color cube. Mm -hmm. And as you place these just wooden cubes down on the board, it'll start to show where the opposition and where the suffragists have sway. Mm -hmm. And I, the cards were good quality and they had historical pictures of different either events or people involved in either or movements. Yeah, the cards were well made. Yeah, the cards are really well made. It had a little historical context there. And the other cool thing was there was check mark and X tokens that at a certain point in the game, after basically after the suffragist player is able to get this bill, the 19th Amendment, to Congress, which is what you're trying to do in the game as the suffragist to try to end the game quickly, you can put these little check marks and X's down. And if the suffragists get 30, I believe it's 31 check marks down, they win the game. And if the uh, opposition gets, I think, 11 or 13 X's down. 13, but yeah. 13, yeah, I'd be the one. 13 X's down, they win the game. And so really, like you were saying, Andrew, it's this great back and forth card play. The deck is evolving. So you like have three parts of the deck that are like past, present, and future. Basically different time periods. And you get more and more abilities as they go on. And they get crazier, mm -hmm. too. I really like how the game was set up. I think the simple imagery of suffrage propaganda and opposition propaganda kind of plastered throughout the cards and board really kind of warped you into what was going on. Yeah, absolutely. I do think the production value of the board was a little on the bland side, but it did allow also the red X's and the green check marks to pop off the board in a three-dimensional way. So I'm almost happy on some level the board was boring. Well, let's talk about the mechanics a little bit. So we did say this was a hand management area control. Do you? How did you feel about the card play? Because this is this is really a card game with some aspects of area control on the board. How did you feel about the integration of those? Yeah, this is a ninety percent card game with a board that you can track stuff on. Is basically what it is. Totally agree with that. Um, I actually liked the implementation. I thought it was kind of it looked more complex than it was. And once you start playing, it seems relatively simple, but your decisions really trigger how things evolve. For sure. I mean, it, it's it's funny, like the way that the cards kind of get shedded from your hand, it really provides interesting decisions because lots of these cards, none of the cards powers, like the powers on the cards that you can use as actions are terrible. Like they're always really good, mm -hmm. but sometimes you have that really juicy decision to like, wait, do I need to actually you know, send my little, cause we have, there's also these little pawn pieces called your campaigners that you can send to different regions of the board to try to put more cubes out. Mm -hmm. Do I want to spend these cards to either, you know, maybe put cubes on one state on the board, or do I want to spend these cards to move my, up my little campaigner to a region so they can start campaigning and put lots of cubes on the board, mm -hmm. but I lose out on those abilities. So I think they did an extremely good job at balancing the, you know, the give and take of the cards, like the reward for keeping them is good, but do I need to spend it because the suffragists are putting cubes down every which way and the opposition is losing steam? Because mm -hmm. that's pretty much what happens in the game. Like in my, the opposition just puts, not the opposition, but the suffragists, they, you guys, you were just putting cubes down on the board nonstop. And I was getting scared. But, you know, as the opposition, all I need to do is just hold you off for a little bit and try to stall the 19th Amendment until hopefully this woman's rights stuff passed, which was kind of the, kind of the whole idea of the game. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't like that there was a timer involved in it because I really do feel like it should just give me as long time as I needed to make it happen. But it does create more tension by having a timer and it keeps the game from being a three hour game. So I guess that's a good thing. 
Well, let's move into the theme then. How did you feel the theme was implemented? Do you think this really felt like the suffrage movement? How was the theme implemented? Yeah, I think it was a tough battle. And I really liked, like I said, the excruciating decisions that came down to, do I use it for this or do you use it for that? And how do I try to make that happen? And it felt like an uphill battle. It really did feel like I was trying to carve out a space in this world uh, and you were stopping me from doing so. And it was painful. So uh, I think it was cool. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. It definitely, I think, like, it can play, the game can play cooperatively if people don't want to play as the opposition to women's rights. I didn't care because I can separate reality from, mm-hmm. from fiction and stuff like that. But, like, you know, in the deck, you're playing cards that say, like, white supremacy, the yeah. patriarchy, things, you know, trigger words, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, for some people. But I did feel that way. Like, I thought at first, like, oh, hey, this is not going to go anywhere. He's going so slow. But, like, around, you know, in the timeline, I think like 18, late 1800s and 1900s, now that second era of the card game, you started really picking up steam. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I actually got to go out and start, you know, campaigning and tell people that women shouldn't be able to vote and stuff like that. And I learned a lot, actually. Like I, I was too. reading those cards. I was reading those cards. There's lots of cool people I didn't know about. Yeah. And honestly, I, that, that tension at the very we need to talk about the end game just for a moment. Mm-hmm. The very end game, if nobody if nobody has enough states, like because basically in order to conquer a state, you need to have the nineteenth amendment sent to Congress for one. You need yeah. to have that timer kind of reach the end, and then you need to have, then you need to at least have four cubes of your color on a state, and you can put the X or the check mark. Mm-hmm. If by the end of like the sixth round there's no clear winner you go to a roll off and some people that might turn off and almost i think it almost turned you and me off but i liked the the unknowing it felt like it going to a vote in congress like you don't know what's gonna happen anything could happen there are some slight advantages based on who has most cubes in the states you're rolling for yeah but it it was tense the very end i know you were you were getting kind of hyped up about it i was on the edge of my seat no question i do not like games that end that way but this one felt right uh, it felt like a, a vote call. It felt like uh, Delaware. What way are you going to go with it? Here's the role. Um, it felt very impactfully appropriate. But uh, I will play that differently the next time in order to try to stop that from happening. I don't want it to get to that point. But the game has to end, and, and that's a good way for it to end if it's still a tie at that point. Yes. It it was well the best roll-off I've seen in the game in a long time. Well, Andrew, we're reaching our end of our time here. So tell me, is Votes for Women from Fort Circle Games a hit or a miss? It's a hit. It's a hit for me, too. Well, Voyagers, thank you so much for tuning into our first episode of The Torpedo. We want to keep this going, so please, you know, Feel free to give us feedback on these. What did you like? What did you not like? So we can keep giving you the best content possible. If you'd like to find a copy of Votes for Women, you can head to fortcirclegames.com and pick up a copy there. It's around the $70 mark from last time I checked. I think it's worth the price of a mission. I, this is a game I could play over and over again as both the suffragist and the oppressor and just show it to people. Plus, very educational. Well, thank you so much for tuning in Torpedo. As always, my name is Josh. And I'm Andrew. And this has been a torpedo.